Hey dreamers, this is your host Barry Miracle. Welcome to Wake Up Into Your Dream. It's time to wake up out of the nightmares of normality and wake up into God's divinely designed dream for your life. Jump on this podcast today and let's discover God's awesomeness waiting for you. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to 2022, and this is episode 68, and you are listening on January the 4th, or maybe you're listening a little bit later, but I want to tell you, um, I'm going to give a prophetic word for the season, era, and even the year. And it's called abounding in your field. And the prophetic word that the Lord has given me for this season, era, and year we're stepping into is abounding in the fields. This is what I feel the Lord has for us this year. And But before I go and uh, into and prophesy about this year that we've stepped into, and by the way, Happy New Year! Um, glad that you're with me today. Glad that you're sharing these moments with us um, at Take Charge Ministries and wakeupandyourdream.com and uh, believing with you that this will be a year of abounding. But before I get into it, I, I want to go all the way back to 2019, just before uh, entering into uh, 2020. And and here's a part of a prophetic word that I said uh, back then, coming out of 2019 and coming into and, and decreeing and declaring a word for 2020, a, a year to sound, to resound the sound is what it's called. And you can go on my website, barrymaracle.ca or www.wakeupintoyourdream.com. So, ladies and gentlemen, we as the, this is what I put, and you can read it. You can go back and look at, at, on my website. Like I said, we as the church, the ecclesia of God, the the ones called out to govern. This is what who I was speaking to. We are about to step into the greatest moments in kingdom history. Everything we have been standing for, believing for, and training for has not been in vain. Yes, everything you have been going through has been training you for reigning. We're about to shine in the midst of the darkness and be the answers the whole world has been waiting for. The question is, and this is what I posed back in 2019, entering into 2020, as I released this word. The question is, are we completely ready for what is about to take place? I would have to say, honestly, not completely, but I said, but God. I say, but God, because God, God's grace is going to be made available like never before. Remember, we went into lockdown. I'm going to get into that in just a few minutes. But uh, you remember well what happened right at the get-go of 2020 as we entered into the decade of what we call declaration. God's grace is going to be made available like never before. And this is what I said. This is what I said back then. The world is not going to be able to handle the difficulties they will be facing and we'll be and we will be placed in the midst of all of the impossibilities and bring order in the midst of chaos. It will be like the great and terrible day of the Lord. Things will be getting terrible in the world. 
but the greatness of God will begin to be seen upon us in the spirit of wisdom, knowledge, understanding, counsel, might, and the fear of the Lord will begin to flow from us exponentially. So that is how the word started out that I was preparing people for. And I was even doing videos about the great and terrible day, about the impossibilities that we're going to enter in. And we, ladies and gentlemen, we entered into a season of absolute impossibilities where God was cleansing the church and getting us ready. As you can remember, we entered into the year 5780 in the fall of 2019. And all of my prophet friends I knew were prophesying about pay. So what is pay? Pay is the numerical value of 80 in the Hebrew language. So if you were walking down the street in Israel and you were talking about the year that they, they were uh, stepping into in 5780, they would say we're stepping into the year pay. Uh, so not only does pay pictorially look like a mouth, when you look at the letter that makes um, the numerical value of 80, it's pay and it looks like a mouth, a mouth wide open. But also in the Hebrew language, pay actually means mouth. It, it means open mouth. So as prophets, we were prophesying that when we step into 5780 and 5789, we were going we to step into the decade of declaration. Pay was supposed to be the decade of declaration, ladies and gentlemen, and I still want to tell you it is. Do not be confused, and I will, I'm, I'm about to share with you why. We're, this is what we believe. We believe that God was going to roar through the church, the ecclesia, the ones that were called out to rule and, and reign. There were so many prophetic images of lions roaring, uh, and the line of the tribe of Judah opening his mouth and releasing a roar and releasing the breath of God. It was very, all very powerful and very exciting. The year 2020 was coming and we couldn't wait to see what our lion of the tribe of Judah, our resurrected savior, Jesus Christ, was about to do. After all, we knew that this is when we were going to receive the fresh breath from the roaring lion, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the very Ruach HaKodesh, the very holy breath of God was about to blow on us and we were going to create this new day for the kingdom and bam, 2020 comes and the absolute opposite happens. <laughs> you were there. You saw everything that happened right at the get-go. Get as soon as we entered into 2020, we were, we were, uh, the world was sent into catastrophe after catastrophe. The shaking was going on. The shaking that was happening in the church and, and all the leaders that were being, being purged and, and the leaders that fell in the body of the Lord Jesus Christ, the, 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 the shaking went from, from the church to the world and the cleansing came to the church and the shaking went to the world. So we saw Catastrophe after catastrophe, as uh, like Australia was immersed in fires and 47 million acres were destroyed and numbers of lives and, 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 you know, billions of dollars. And then in Canada, we went into a shutdown as a, as a nation, uh, a First Nations community, the, the Wet'suwet'en people began to protest a pipeline. 
There were different uh, native territories, including our own territory of Tainanega, where a number of of uh, Mohawk warriors and uh, Mohawk people were blockading rail lines and shutting down significant car- commerce right across the nation. This all began right at the beginning of the year. And I flew in the day after the RCMP tore down um, the blockades in uh, the Wet'suwet'en territory. I went right into the territory and met and met with uh, one of the hereditary chiefs, and we we came uh, releasing the anointing of peace. I won't get into that. I have so much to cover today. Um, so then, the World Health Organization announced on January 9th that a deadly coronavirus had emerged in Wuhan, China. In a matter of months, the virus has spread across the globe to more than 20 million people, resulting in at least 751,000 deaths in the first couple of months. The world literally was shutting down, and so did the Dow Jones Industrial Average. It went from nearly 30,000 to just north of 18,000 around the March period. The whole world was shutting down and we were physically being shut down in our nation of Canada and we had a mask mandate that we were not allowed to go out in the community. You could not, you were not supposed to go out unless you had to go get groceries. It was, it was awful. The, the control and the containment and, and, and I'm not being negative. I'm not, you know, saying anything negative about the government or anything. I'm just saying it was awful and everybody was trying to do what they could do to cause us to survive this this catastrophe and this pandemic, as they would call it. There are many other things that were outstanding in 2020, like the Black Lives Matter uh, protest that started on May 25th. These protests were a response to a police officer killing uh, George Floyd. The statement that went, went viral because of George Floyd was, I can't breathe. And you, all kinds of movie stars and, and rappers and songwriters and everybody and everybody, the who's who, were saying, I can't breathe. And this was the statement that they were saying. It seemed like one crazy thing after another crazy thing. And that's what summed up 2020. And people say it was the year from hell. It was the year um, that people lost so much. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to ask you, please hear what I'm saying, not what I'm not saying. My point in bringing up this is not um, not to bring attention or to rehearse the curse or to take sides. But I, I, I say all that to say this. What was supposed to be an amazing year ended up being a devastating time for the world, and quite frankly, frankly, anything but an open mouth and the breath of God breathing into the lives of humanity, anything but, <laughs> it, it was perceived by most. Nobody was seeing, well, hardly anybody was seeing the, the silver lining in the cloud. It was hard for so many people, the Corona, the, sorry, the COVID-19, AKA coronavirus. By the way, Corona means king and the enemy was trying to crown himself king and using 
a virus to actually take the breath away of God's people. This is all very interesting. But what was God doing in the midst of that? And what was he setting us up? And what was happening? As this was all going down, the Lord began to speak to me significantly through a few verses. Like uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 19. And this, and, and this is what he told me. He says, Luke 10, 19 will destroy COVID-19. This is what Luke 10, 19 says. Behold, I give you power to tread uh, or trample, another translation, upon serpents and scorpions. And I've given you all power over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Amazing scripture. In Luke 10, 19, he's, he, the Lord of all, God, the creator, has given us, he said, behold, I've given to you power over specific things. And, and he was highlighting the scripture over serpents and scorpions. The serpent here is not a viper. My studies have led me to believe that that serpent was more like a constrictor. And what does a constrictor do? It crushes and restricts the flow of oxygen. It actually takes away the breath of its victim so it can devour it. If the enemy can take your breath away, if he can take the rock Hokadesh away, if he can take your hope away in God, if he can take these things away from you, he can devour everything. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God came to give life and life much more abundantly. So the, 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 the serpent here was a constrictor. The scorpion in Luke 10, 19, that we're to tread and trample upon is something that induces poison, like venom, venom, venomous poison, into its victims. So this is what the Lord shared with me and is sharing with you right now. That according to Romans 16, 19, uh, Romans 16, verse 19b and 20, and this is what it says, but I want you to be wise in what is good and innocent in what is evil. Then the God of peace will soon crush Satan underneath your feet. Whose feet? Your feet. Whose feet? My feet. God was having us realign our thoughts and refocus our gaze in the last two years. As he began to meditate, as sorry, as we began to meditate on whatsoever is good and pure and holy and anything excellent or praiseworthy, we began to focus upon these things. We began to rehearse the goodness of the Lord. We began to be excellent and wise at what was good. And we began to be a lot more innocent about the things of the evil one. The enemy has always been trying to get our attention and our focus. He went from a worship leader in heaven to an attention whore here on the earth. I know I'm using strong language, but you've got to hear the word of the Lord. So as we changed our focus and we stopped focusing on what the enemy was doing, we started focusing on the Lord and, and we were able to be more obedient as we began to focus on the things of the Lord. We begin to fill our thoughts with heavenly realities. We, according to Colossians chapter three, verse two, we begin to set our and fix our minds and upon, upon the things that are above. And God was training us and, and he was causing us to hear and he was causing us to walk in greater levels of obedience. And that's when we, and many of us began to crush 
the air constrictors underneath our feet. That's when we begin to crush and trample the fear, venom-inducing scorpions underneath our feet. As we were trampling the enemy underneath our feet, as we were walking in obedience to the Father, we were beginning to be trampolined into greater days. I began to hear about apostolic leaders around the world that were taking major territory in their own lives first as they began to bow low and allow the Holy Spirit to do his work and begin to purify apostolic leaders at new levels. He was going deep inside of us. I remember one time coming off an international leadership call and I came out of it and and, and I felt rejected. I felt disrespected almost. I felt dishonored. I felt unheard. And then I said, I'm not insecure like that. That's not who I am. So I phoned up a spiritual father and I, and I said, do you see something in my life that, that I need to change in my life? I just came off a major, I was invited in on this major worldwide call. And I came out of it feeling insecure and the Lord began to heal me at a new level. I'm not an insecure man. I haven't been very insecure for many, many years. God's healed me, but he wanted to take me to a new level of healing. And he wanted to take me to a new level of cleansing and a new level of me repenting. And he wanted to give me a greater grace to repent. And this was happening to leaders all around the world. I've never seen so many worldwide leaders and leaders in communities repenting and getting down on their face before God and say, Father God, give me the grace to repent. He's been waiting for us to repent all the way through. The Lord has been preparing us for this next season. Let me just share this as well. Another significant thing um, that was happening um, was that the prophetic community was receiving hit after hit. It's like the enemy was trying to stamp out the voice of the number one five-fold ministry office before it could get started. The enemy is so afraid of the people of the Lord who understand who they are. The people of the Lord that understand that they have a voice, that their voice matters. These people, the enemy is so afraid of, the the prophetic intercessors and the people that decree and declare the word of the Lord and, and understand that things are voice activated and created in partnership with God. And then God was at the same time as the enemy was trying to shut down the voice. God was cleansing the church and shaking the world. It almost seemed like in the prophetic community that nobody could get their bearings straight. It seemed for many prophets as if heaven had shut down and we were left to just stand and all things stand. I want to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, do not be mistaken. The Lord did not shut down communications. He actually just changed his MO, his modus of operandi. He wanted to begin to communicate more accurately and even more individually as he would take each one of us to the proverbial woodshed and displace some things out of our lives. So why? Great question. How in the world did all the prophets miss, many, many prophets missed, 
I, I began to, I, like I started this off, I began to prophesy. I'm not saying that I'm greater than, I'm just saying, I, I, by the grace of God, I, I tried warning the world what we were about to head into. Then we crossed across into 5781 in the fall of 2021. As you're listening to this, we have already entered into 2022. This podcast is uh, to come out in January 4th. So what in the world happened? Or what in heaven happened? Or quite frankly, what in hell happened? So here we are. We did not give up, and we are still standing, ladies and gentlemen. Now what? Know this. We have been being prepared. It's never been about the enemy. It's never been about the virus. And it's never been about any kind of government overreach. These are symptoms of this issue. It's been for the last two years, ladies and gentlemen. It's been all about this one thing, getting the ecclesia, the church, the people of the kingdom readied. Matter of fact, I wasn't even going to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It, it wasn't God's plan for you to rebuke the virus away or protest the government away. The Lord told me this. He says, it's all about my ecclesia getting readied and giving them a time of repentance and prepare themselves for the abundance I'm about to bring upon the earth. So two years ago, we could have never survived the revealed mysteries, the affluence, or the influence we are about to step into in this next season, era, and year. I know for me, the blessings of the Lord would have probably, ladies and gentlemen, believe it or not, probably killed me at best. I'm so grateful for these last two years of preparation. Was I was I absolute um, idiot um, before 2020? No, I, I was living a pretty good life. You, you know, I, I was not sinless. I was not perfect. I was like Paul the Apostle, I did not attain. But I want to tell you, what God did in my life and so many other people's lives, and I hope in your life, and I hope today you're allowing him to work in your life even deeper. And I want to suggest suggest this to you today, tonight, or whenever you're listening. Call on the grace of God and ask him for a grace to repent all the way through. Am I fully ready? I really don't know, but I know that I'm certainly much more ready than I have ever been. So this, this year, this season, this era, I want to I call this Abounding in the Fields. And this podcast is actually called Abounding in Your Field. I want to make, make it really personal that you are about to abound. You can abound. Just get ready. So um, what does it mean to abound anywhere or specifically in your field? I want to say this. The Lord also told me back in January and early February of 2020, he said this to me. 
He says, in this season, the ecclesia is awakening, the ecclesia is arising, the ecclesia is advancing, and the ecclesia is about to abound. Over the last two years, I'm just going to reiterate some of this again. Over the last two years, the Lord has been doing such a great work in us, and we have learned that we needed to repent all the way through. God has been dealing with us in, in the sins of commission, but also our merciful God was dealing with the sins in our life of omission. There are actually places in your life where you are missing the mark, and you are actually sinning against God, and you have no clue. The enemy has been quite successful, ladies and gentlemen, through traumas and childhood abuse and devastating diseases and divorces. They're causing trigger points where some, something happens and we immediately start going back into negative patterns all over again. God has been dealing with us in these areas of the sins of omission and is still wanting us all to call on a great grace to repent. I would suggest you even maybe turn this off right now and just say, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus, precious Holy Spirit, give me the grace to repent right now. I don't want to miss the mark. I don't want to do things that I'm, that I'm not supposed to do and don't even know that I'm doing it because of trauma or whatever. Lord God, give me a grace to repent. Just cry out to the Lord. Say, Father God, help me repent all the way through and get ready for what you're about to do on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, we have been awakening, arising, advancing so we could abound in this next season, era, and year, and even decade. Everything you, we, have been going through has not just purged us, but it has also been causing us to level up with a greater level of anointing and a greater um, accessibility to the power of God in our lives. Everything where sin has abounded, grace has much more abound. When the enemy has come at us one way, he's begun to flee in seven other uh, directions. They, the, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the spirit of the living God raises up a standard. These things have been going on and, the, and God is bringing the greater a grace to abound in our lives in direct response to the evil of the day. There is a greater grace that has been made available because of all of the atrocities over the last two years. You know people that have died. You know the economical instability that have come and businesses that have been lost and jobs that have been lost and, 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 and finances that have been wiped out and all these things have happened and for nothing? No, don't let these things go away in vain. Do not let the, do not sit down, do not shut up, but call on the greater grace of God that is about to abound in your life in direct response to the evil of the day. Get ready to abound in the obedience to the calling and abound in your fields of influence. God has specifically placed you in that region. God has specifically placed you in that family. God has specifically placed you in that school because he knew what he put on the inside of you. And he knows that you are about to grow up bigger than the evil that has been trying to contain you and your spheres of influence, or even your metron of ministry. It's now time to receive the breaker and breakthrough anointing and break into that better day and be the answer that God has called you to be. You're about to be an answer to a multitude of people. 
he has finally gotten enough of his ecclesia to a place where he, where they, where you, where us, where we can receive and operate in the abundance that he has always wanted to pour into our lives. God has always been a God of abundance and has always wanted to see his children abound and do greater works than Jesus did while he was on the earth. You know that scripture. That's not just wishful thinking. That's not pie in the sky. That's the truth. God decided to be effective instead of efficient, ladies and gentlemen. What? Yeah, yeah, you heard me. God decided that effectiveness is way better than efficiency. You might ask the question, how so? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. If God was an efficient God, he would have only made enough sand to walk upon or enough sea to sail upon or enough stars to see or planets for that matter. He would only have made, he would have made every snowflake the same or every fingerprint the same or every scent of person the, the same. But no, every snowflake is different. Every leaf is different. Every fingerprint is different. Every scent on every human being is more specifically identifiable than your fingerprints. This God made you individual awesome. The matter of fact is, he said, one soul is worth the whole earth. God is effective. God is a God of abundance. One soul is worth more than all the diamonds, rubies, or gold. One soul is worth more than all of the land and the forests and the, and the beachfront properties around the world. And when it came to purchasing us back from the enemy and reestablishing communication with his creation, he paid the most expensive price ever. He paid himself. He is lavish in his love and relentless in his mercies and abounding in his eternal power. He is not only the God of abundance, he is abundance, and he wants to see you abound in your spheres of influence and in your field that he has called for you to dominate in. We're stepping, ladies, ladies and gentlemen, we are stepping into the greatest season of harvest that the kingdom has never yet seen. If the world was white unto harvest when Jesus was here, wow, I don't even know what to call it besides the, the fields are really, really pregnant. When a woman gets pregnant and she finds out and she takes a test and she finds out she's pregnant, there's no sign that she's pregnant. But when she's about eight and a half months, you see that she's really, really pregnant. I want to tell you, the world is really, really pregnant and waiting for somebody to deliver them, waiting for somebody to be just like God and show up with the glory on them and begin to bring forth the answers that the world has been waiting for. Oh my God, the whole world is waiting for these moments when the manifest sons of God will come forth and be the answers to not just their rotting souls, but also bring real answers to every 
uh, type of situation that they find themselves in. They're waiting for deliverers. They're waiting for people to come in and be an answer to their depression, their oppression, their suppression, their economical instabilities, their, their fears and their anxieties. God is raising us up in this season. Ladies and gentlemen, I've been teaching and coaching people over the last season about excessive revealed mysteries that are coming and the affluence that will will be harvested and the influence that will be provided. We have been receiving downloads of grace upon grace that we can effectively load manage. Like I said, he's been preparing us because of the massive amount of blessing. The thing that deterred the children of Israel more than anything was when they walked in abundance in the blessing of the Lord. And But it's in this season, God has been getting us ready so that we are not destroyed by money. We're not destroyed by affluence. We're not destroyed by influence. And we're not overloaded with the the multiplied um, minions of, of revealed mysteries that are coming in this season as the veil between heaven and earth becomes thinner and thinner. Oh, my God. We're stepping into an amazing season that we've been being prepared for the last two years. Jesus... Let me give you an example of, of Jesus' ministry. He begins his ministry in, in the introduction to his disciples. And we find it in Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. I'm just going to read it to you quickly. So it was as the multitude pressed about him to hear the word of God, that he stood by the lake Gennesaret and saw two boats standing by the, the lake, but the fishermen had gone from them and were washing their nets. Then he got into the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him to put out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the multitudes from the boat. Here it is. Are you ready? When he had stopped speaking, he said to Simon, launch out into the deep and let down your nets for a catch. But Simon answered him and said, Master, we have toiled all night and caught nothing. Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. And when they had launched out in the deep, and when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their net was breaking. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. And they came and filled both boats so that they began to sink. <laughs> when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. For he, he all who were in, who, sorry, verse 9, For he and all who were with him were astonished at the catch of fish which they had taken. And so also were James, John, and the sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon. And Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will catch men. So they went and had, so when they had brought their boats to the land, they forsook all and followed him.
Jesus introduces himself to his would-be disciples, disciples with abounding abundance. Jesus would be with them for like three and a half years, and then he would die, and you know the story. And then Jesus would bookend his ministry on the third time he was manifested to his disciples in his resurrected body. Just before he shares the final teaching on the kingdom in Acts chapter 1, and the scriptures found in 1 John, or sorry, not 1 John, St. John chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. After these things, Jesus showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias. And in this way, he showed himself. Verse 2, Simon Peter, Thomas, the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples were together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we are going with you also. Then they went out and immediately got into the boat. And that night they caught nothing. (laughs) When you go back to your old stuff, you're always going to catch nothing. Verse four. But when the morning had now come, Jesus stood on the shore. And yet the disciples did not know that it was Jesus. Verse five. Then Jesus said to them, children, have you any food? They answered him, no. And he said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat and you will find some. So they cast and now they were not able to draw it in because of the multitude of fish. Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, it is the Lord. Now, when Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment for he had removed it and plunged into the sea. But the other disciples came in the the little boat For they were not far from the land, but about 200 cubits, dragging the net with the fish. Then as soon as they had come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there and fish laid on it and bread. Jesus said to them, bring some of the fish which you have just caught. Simon Peter went up and dragged the net to the land full of large fish, 153, and although there were so many, the net was not broken. Jesus said to them, come and eat breakfast. Yet none of them of the disciples dared ask him, who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Jesus then came and took the bread and gave it to them. And likewise, the fish. This is now the third time Jesus showed himself to the disciples after he was raised from the dead. Ladies and gentlemen, I want you to hear the word of the Lord. You're about to go out and you're about to abound. The harvest is white. The fish are ready. The people are ready. The lands are ready. The buildings are ready. Souls are ready. Finances are ready. You need to know and hear the word of the Lord. There is a right place. He didn't say throw the net on the other side. He said throw the net on the right side. You need to know in this season of abounding, in the season of abundance, in this season when you step into your field of influence and your metron of ministry, that you are listening and hearing the word of the Lord and knowing that there is a right side to get fish and get a harvest when nobody else in the world is getting a harvest. There's a right place. And hear the word of the Lord today. 
there is a right place where you can receive abundance and where you can abound. Everything, ladies and gentlemen, you have been going through in this last season of your life over the last two years. And some people, it feels like you've been going through hell for 10 and 12 years and you've been being being prepared in the midst of it. And I want to tell you, there's a grace level that is being built up and it's about time. And it's like you've been pulled back and pulled away, but you've actually been in the drawstring of the apostolic bow. And every time you feel like you've been pulled away, you've been pulled back. And there's an ever-increasing grace level and all of a sudden this year 2022 and especially in this coming fall and I, I will share maybe more about what the revelation that God given you but you are about to be released and propelled into greater things than you would not have had the opportunity had not all the virus all the pain all the death all the economical instability all these things had all if all these things did not come against you you would not have this great opportunity to be launched and abound in this next season I hope this blessed you and I hope this gave you hope to step in and be the answer God has always called you to be. This is Barry Miracle once again, signing off until next week. Love you all. Receive the anointing to abound. Receive the mantle of abundance. Receive a mentality and ask God to give you a grace to repent for a surviving, a survival religious mentality and begin to receive an apostolic blessing from the Lord and begin to abound and be an answer and create the brand new day and release the kingdom of God here on the earth and allow Jesus to get his dream. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Bless you all. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining us today on Wake Up Into Your Dream. My great friend Tony Fitzgerald would say, you have two great days in your life, the day you were born and the day you discovered why. In these podcasts, I'm hoping this is true, that you are having aha moments and great moments of getting introduced to the true you because your whole world is waiting for the authentic you to show up. If you're enjoying these podcasts, please go to www.barrymiracle.ca you can check out my book, Wake Up Into Your Dream. You can connect. You can see where we're going to be live in the future. And uh, you can just connect with us there. But this is Barry Miracle, your dream coach, signing off for now. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs>